0: Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Viloni. I'm your host, Mary Viloni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. We're in episode 154, and today we're going to be talking about the free resource every charity needs to reboot and start again. And We are in a season where uh, we do need to reboot and we probably do need to start again because we've never been here before. And if we've looked at any of the things that have happened in our past, right, I've talked about recessions, I've talked about, you know, that we we've never experienced this this exact thing but we've experienced a lot of things that are very similar and so we can look to them and we can see that things will not be the same and so we cannot especially in our fundraising efforts we cannot go back to the way that we were doing it before. Okay, and I know that that's so hard because you probably had a great system or maybe you were just on your way to creating this great system so that you could automate and make sure that your fundraising was really, really great. And so and I want to keep you on that path, but I want to give you a chance to take a step back so that you can take 10 steps forward. All right, so uh, today I'm gonna be sharing with you this free resource. You guys can download it right now before you even jump into the rest of the episode, but the free resource is on my website, my new website, maryvaloni.com. So Mary, M-A-R-Y, V as in Victor, A-L-L-O-N-I.com. You just click on that get started button uh, right next to my picture. It'll drop you down a little bit and you'll see a checklist that you can download and then also a workbook. So today we're gonna to talk on the checklist, but the workbook correlates directly with the checklist. So if you enjoy today's episode and you download that checklist and enjoy it, uh, definitely catch that workbook as well because they both really work hand in hand together. So both of these resources come right out of my program, Fundraising Freedom Academy. And these two pieces, I actually created a couple years ago for another program that I did called, and I still do, called Fully Funded Academy. I know they're both so similar in name, but Fully Funded is the program that I do for missionaries, ministry leaders, and Fundraising Freedom Academy is specifically for organizations. But both of these checklists that I've created, I actually have a checklist and a workbook for both of these programs that correlates directly to uh, that kind of work for each of them so i just want to make sure that you guys know that when you download this checklist off my website this one is a checklist that i use specifically with organizations but i do have that individual checklist inside of fully funded academy as well so if that's you be sure to jump over there and check out those details and of course all of that those resources are on my website at maryviloni.com so let's jump into the checklist and let me tell you a little bit about what this is so if you've read my book, Fundraising Freedom, you know that I uh, lean really heavy on the seven steps that I train inside that book. These are the seven steps that I teach every single one of my clients. It doesn't matter if they are a small startup, they're raising a couple thousand dollars, or they're raising multi-million dollars for building campaigns, okay? All of them are running off of the seven-step process that I teach. I believe so strongly in it because every single person that I've worked with uh, has seen success if they've actually done the process. So I'm going to make sure that I I lean heavy on on those seven steps whenever I can because I think that it's really important for your success. And I'm so glad that you're here, that you trust me to share with you this process. And I just really encourage you to take this journey if you haven't already been on it with me. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. So this checklist, when you download it, it says at the top, where are you in the fund raising process. And I want you to see that most people, when they fundraise, they jump right to step six, which is organize your ask. So my entire seven steps spells out the word freedom. And so each word that freedom, it spells out the first step of, you know, the first word of each step. So focus your vision is the first step. Run your research is the second. The third is enlist your team. The fourth is enhance your brand. The fifth is deploy your team. Sixth is organize your ask. And seven is make your difference. Now, most organizations that I work with, they go right to step six because we need cash, right? So you're going to, most people jump right in and they start asking people for money and then they want to go make a difference, right? Cause you want to go change lives. You want to go help people. So then you're making a difference with the dollars that you raise. So most people sit in step six and seven of my process and and they miss one through five, okay? So that's where I want, in this checklist, I'm gonna start you from the very beginning as you're just getting started. So I want you to start at the very first step, which is focus your vision. And I've got uh, five different bullets below that step. And most of these across each step, there's about three to five uh, different bullets. Uh, Under the Enhance Your Brand, I've got six bullets underneath Enhance Your Brand. Because of course, branding is a, a little bit more elaborate process. But when you look at this whole system, if you look at this uh, checklist that I have put together for you, you'll start to see as you go through the checklist that you are missing some key components to your fundraising efforts. And that's what I want. I actually really want you to see that because then you know where you can pick up and you can start filling in the gaps. So a lot of people who are just getting started, they are really working hard to create clarity on who they are and what they stand for. So in the very first step of this checklist, I'm talking about your mission, your vision, your timeline, your budget, and then ultimately that you're committed to walking through this process that I teach. So easy enough. You either have it or you don't. <laughs> you either have that vision, mission, timeline, budget, and then you are you you have a commitment to trying something different and working through this plan. So that's the first part of this checklist is just going through that. Now, a lot of people get confused with mission and vision because they're like, oh, I don't even know. Like, they basically flip them around and get them confused. So I just want to tell you a mission statement tells, tells people, tells anyone who hears about your organization, why you exist. Okay. You catch that? Why you exist is your mission statement. And then your vision statement is your desired end results. So the end results when everything is perfect, when you have fulfilled your mission, this is what you want to see happen in the lives of the people that you work with, the vision. So that's where, for you guys who follow me, I have shared that you know my mission is to, I, I said it at the very top of the hour, encourage, empower, and educate nonprofit leaders or fundraisers to raise more funds and have more freedom. That is my mission. Everything that I do is focused around encouraging, empowering, and educating nonprofit leaders. And then my vision statement is to end the lack and scarcity mindset, really creating that abundance in our nonprofits. So you can see we're very different. the The mission is the action. You know, it's really telling you how I'm, how, like, why I exist and what I'm, what I'm trying to do there. And then, of course, the vision is the end result, the end desired end state. I often tell people that's like, you know, in a perfect world in a perfect world what do you want to see happen too many of our organizations struggle with that vision statement because it's very uh you know just 10,000 feet in the sky you know it's like it seems so broad and unachievable unach- unattainable and so that's why i want to make sure that your vision statement is not i mean yeah it's going to take you into your entire life it's probably not going to happen during your generation but at the same time you actually can see what success looks like so with my vision statement i know what it looks like when somebody ends the lack and scarcity mindset i i can like it, it is the craziest experience with my students is that When I first meet them, they're usually uh, taken with fear and anxiety around fundraising. They don't think it's possible to actually raise the dollars that they think they can raise, you know, that they want to raise, whether it's a building or, you know, just their operating expenses. If I had... (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time people said that nobody wants to give money to operational expenses, and I'm like, I am so tired with that because you get it, you you just keep getting these lies in your head that it's like nobody wants to give to that stuff. And I, I wanna tell you, they do. They wanna be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And if your need is operational expenses and you have provided your case on why you're a good fit for them, you better be sure that they will fund your operating expenses. I personally fund a. lot of operating expenses and I'm happy to do so. I'm excited to do that over projects, okay? So don't believe the lie that, oh, people are only going to give to projects or these, you know, flowery projects. You know why those are successful? It's because you got excited about it right? So you had new energy, you had new excitement because you like projects because they are fun and exciting. So think about that. How many of our nonprofit leaders are, are creating their success when it comes to funding their operating expenses or not? I mean, I just, when people tell me that they funded this project in like a few days, I'm like, you know why you did it? <laughs> it's because you were excited about it. And when you told somebody about it, you lit up. But when you talk about operating expenses, you don't light up. So why would they? All right. So okay so the reason why I talk about you know and I, I always spend way more time on the vision side of things with this checklist than anything else is because I'm like, oh my gosh, if you screw up the vision step of this process, you're in trouble because right if you have a if you don't have a vision that people want to follow, if you're not creating a movement that drives people to all move in the same direction, you're in trouble before you even started. So today because we are rebooting because we are starting again okay so we're in a new environment We have all these, you know, new things that are happening, a new way of life for all of us. I don't care what country you live in. We're all dealing with it, okay? So we're going to start again. And the reason why I do encourage you to, no matter how successful your fundraising is, I want you to start from this process with this checklist. I want you to start from the very beginning because I think it will allow you to re-engage, re-energize, and get this excitement for the work that you're doing, knowing that you're moving in the right direction. So I told you guys on the last, last week's episode, I shared with you guys how I raised a half a million dollars Uh, during the great recession and I told you that I the reason why I was so successful at that was because I was really hungry okay you want to know why I was really hungry I mean I told you about it but it's because I was so excited. I was working for this incredible organization. I was fired up. I wanted to prove myself. You know, there was all kinds of reasons why it was like perfect storm in a good way, you know, but for you, as you start this new season, it's going to be really hard to take your old fundraiser and slap a new coat of paint on it and get re-energized about it when you feel like, gosh, none of that, like it's just not relevant now. You can't put on that signature fundraiser the way that you had done it in the past. We can't gather in these large groups right now. So what are we going to do to regroup? And so that's why this checklist is really important for you guys to start at step one, work your way through because your mission and vision have not changed. Okay. But has your budget and your timeline? Possibly. Now your budget shouldn't I mean you should still be raising the same amount of money that you were trying to raise before and actually i'm going to push you to dream even bigger right now instead of starting to look at your budget and say oh we're gonna have to cut here we're gonna have to cut there uh no (laughs) okay like do not cut your budget this is this is the time right now for you to be dreaming, for you about, you know, to be looking at what are we going to do during this season to actually fulfill the mission and vision of our cause. And that's what I want you to put your head down and go to work on. Now, I know I'm a natural optimist. I, I understand that encouraging people is is something that I, I am good at and I really enjoy. Uh, some would say I'm gifted. That is my talent. Okay. Um, but... The thing is is that I'm like no matter no matter how great or amazing the economy is or whatever is going everything's running in alignment everything that's is happening perfectly people still are looking for excuses why it won't go well so that's where I'm like you have to change your thinking around your fundraising and start to say, I mean, I'm going to encourage you that you have to start looking at your fundraising in a whole new perspective with opportunity everywhere. So I need you to like put on the glasses, whether, you know, like grab a pair of sunglasses or something, if you wear glasses, great. Imagine the clarity that comes when you put those glasses on. You know, like when you're s- staring at the sun and it's so bright and all of a sudden you put those sunglasses on and it's like, ah, oh, I can see again. That is what I want right now. Like you have to put on the glasses that will give you clarity during this season. Okay. Not last season, not years or decades ago. Today, we are in 2020 right now. And this is a new season okay so put the glasses on and start to look from this new perspective and say okay is what we were doing before still fulfilling our mission and vision are those fundraisers still relevant today are what we do we have the right volunteers do we have the right team that's surrounding us and then we start to build this as we go. But as you go through this checklist, you'll start to see that it's like, okay, we, we either got it or we don't. And if we don't have it, then we start to put things in place so that we can start to knock that out. Okay. So focus your vision. We just knocked that one out with those five bullet points and then run your research. The next one is where I start to really give you some homework on how to uh, see what other people are doing. The first bullet that I have is just you know follow one to three other organizations who are doing similar work, and they're in a similar budget range that you want to be in. Not now, I'm not saying what are you in. What are they're in the same budget that you're in right now. I'm saying that they're in the budget you want to be in. Right, like if you want to learn something new, you look at an expert in it. So many of you guys follow me because I've done this before. I'm, I'm an expert in the area of fundraising. So that's why you're following me as a guide. So when it comes to your research, I want you to start looking at the other organizations who are doing it well and follow them as a guide. Now you don't have to know these organizations, you don't have to know their leadership or anything like that. All I'm saying is, is that you're paying attention to these one to three organizations. Uh, then the next part of this bullet, you know why that those organizations are successful successful uh, how do they share their story how do you know about them and then the next bullet is you've had a one-on-one conversation with a minimum of 3 organizational leaders to hear how they they've succeeded okay now that this assignment that you have a conversation with a minimum of 3 organizational leaders who have seen success and these are people that you probably do have some sort of relationship with or you are a friend, you know, have a connection to a connection. And this is where you start to find out what are they doing. They give you a behind the scenes curtain, you know, they pull the curtain back and they start telling you some details about what they've done. Okay, in my book, Fundraising Freedom, you know, I've I told you guys that I modeled and I reached out to uh, my counterpart in Chicago. Uh, I had connected with my counterpart, a couple counterparts in Texas and all I did was I just asked them for some time to just find out more about what they were doing in in every single scenario that I had a phone conversation with these guys they mailed me like they emailed me over all of their documents okay like I remember my email being flooded with their spreadsheets with their their job descriptions for their volunteers their organizational chart for what how they were functioning I mean they were sharing insider information that no one understood just from the outside looking in so these guys are going to give you an insider perspective of like okay how are you actually seeing success think about the kind of organization that you work in you know that you've got people that are you have in your back pocket that you know hey they work in similar in a similar industry they they're watching laws and you know rules and they're following the government they're following the you know just the general feel and pulse on that community that you work in and you know it's so important that you know those people because their work impacts your work and your work impacts theirs so just think about that you can google and find organizations that do exactly what you do in other parts of the country or around the world and those are that's a great place to start Start because people always love talking about their cause. They're not going to be afraid to, t- they, they won't not take your conversation because they do, they want to, they want to help. I mean, we're all in this nonprofit industry where we genuinely do want to help people. Okay. I'm not going to go through every single bullet here of this checklist because it is pretty significant here and we just don't have enough time to do it. But I do want to hit on these first couple. And, and as we go through this, I want you to just start letting your mind go, because these first three are really essential to creating that reboot and that being able to start again. Okay. So after you've done your research and you've started to reach out, find out what are other people doing, then we're going to jump here into the team building process. So enlist your team. I tell every single one of my clients that the team will make or break your fundraiser. Your, your team will make or break your fundraising, okay? If you have a bad team, you cannot outperform a bad team. You guys know this, like look at athletics, look at any sort of corporate executive team. If you have people on the executive team of anything, your organization or any type of group that you've ever been a part of, when there is one bad apple or a couple bad apples, no one, no one gets to outperform that. So it it is just really, really important that you pay attention to the people that you allow in to your inner circle, especially in the area of fundraising. So I really encourage you. I mean, look at this is such a great time for us to be having conversations with volunteers and really dreaming about who do we want to invite to volunteer with us. Now, I am an, a huge advocate of building out an advisory team around your fundraising If you want your fundraising to succeed, you need to have people who sit around the table and only look at your fundraising. And so many people have board, ma- you know, a great board, you know, you recruited this board, but the board was not recruited with the intention of focusing 100% of their attention on your finances. They were recruited because they had some sort of connection to your mission and they probably care about the people that you serve and they want to make sure that your mission is making a difference, right? So they're focused on probably step number 7 of our pro- of our process make a difference make your difference. That's what they're focused on. But for us, we need a team of people who only look at finances. If you pay attention to any organization that has grown, they start to create really specific parts of their program. You know, So they start creating out these teams of people, like maybe it's the marketing department, maybe it's the program department. So if you start to really think about it, the bigger the organization, the more elite the, the job is, right? They become much more specialized. I guess that's the word I was looking for. You know, they become specialized. I mean, when I worked for the American Cancer Society, we had a department that only focused on conferences and travel. And I was like, wow, that is unbelievable that there is somebody whose job is just booking out conferences and just booking travel for the people who are a part of this organization—that is such a specialized, you know, job. But you can see that as you build out, you know, any sort of business or organization, nonprofit, or you know, ministry, church, whatever you you're a part of you always start to get these specialized fields that these people can start to serve in. This is why a fundraising team is essential. So enlisting your team and making sure that those people have a place and that there are just totally focused on your money will mean that you actually raise the dollars that you want to raise okay yeah it's magic it's it's amazing (laughs) so when you have people who pay attention to it uh usually you know where your energy goes your what is it where where your time goes your energy flows something like that i don't even know let me know what that is (laughs) but anyways that's what i want you to be to really be thinking about is how do we make sure that we have the right people the right team who team members who are sitting at the table so that our fundraising efforts increase so in this enlist your team checklist here i've got you've identified you know one individual or couple who's a natural leader is excited about the work you, you're doing and is willing to help you raise funds. And I, I kind of want to go a next level up, not just willing, but excited. Like that is their field, that's their thing. So typically, when you think about people who are already and who are volunteering, or people that you're connected to as an organization or individual, I start looking at people who are in sales and marketing, and you know, people who are in in the area of bringing in revenue for their organization or cause. You know, so like they know how to pay attention to the numbers, they know what motivates and what excites people about coming on board. So that's that's one of the checklist items. The other one is uh, you've created a one page description to invite them in and i give an example of that inside of the workbook that you can download so you can get the exact template for recruiting this volunteer inside that workbook okay but i think it's really important to be very clear this is why job descriptions are so important you give people that expectation of what what you're actually looking for and then that way they feel really good about saying yes or no to being involved and you know a lot of people when they recruit their board members they don't give a whole lot of description and then the board members get frustrated because they don't know what they're what's expected of them and then they disappoint you you disappoint them and it's never a good result so that's why a job description and why this advisory group template that I that I provide for you guys in the workbook is really important to implement. And do not beat around the bush that you're asking these people to raise money because that's the whole point of the, the group. And if they're not a good fit for this group, then that's okay. Find a different place for them to volunteer. You do not have to invite... Everybody who comes to your mind into this group, this is a very select group of people that you're inviting to help move your mission, specifically in the area of fundraising forward. All right, and then that last bullet in the enlist team section is that you've asked one or more current or future supporters to join this team. And I like that because I'm like, I need to make sure that everybody in the fundraising team is giving financially so one of the easiest individuals to recruit is actually somebody who's already giving to your organization now some of you are just getting started you don't even have any donors so that i understand is harder to do but if you can just look at your list of all the donors that are giving to your cause right now or potential donors and you say you know what i want i want my people to see this person and say you know what that is the bar That is what we want everybody to be doing financially, volunteering, and their attitude towards your cause. All those sorts of things. There's usually some, you know, it's kind of that 80-20 rule that there's like 20% that bubbles to the surface and those guys are the ones that you want others to follow. So pick one of those and invite them to be on your team. So I tell people often, like you already have this advisor group leader sitting somewhere in your organization. You just have never asked them to step up. So that's part of the process. So as we go through this, you know, the checklist continues through on Enhance Your Brand which is all about your website, your marketing, your branding, all that stuff. How do you stay This is this is the key component right there to how to never lose contacts. Most people say that they run out of contacts pretty quickly. And when you do step 4 well with your branding, you never lose contacts. And as a, you know, person who can be a testimony to that, since I started my business 6 years ago, I have never I have never run out of contacts because I use the information that I share with you guys. So this enhance your brand stuff, it works. That's why I revamped my entire website. That is why you'll see posts on social media and other areas that I focus on because branding is so important to the work that not only. I do, but important to what you do as well. Okay, uh, then I jump into deploying your team and what do you actually want your team members to do? What do you want these volunteers to actually do for you? So you can check through that list. Then we get into organize your ask and of course make your difference. So let me just share a few from the organize your ask bucket. So uh, one, the first one is you consistently show up ready to serve. That is my first checklist item under, under organize your ask. A lot of people show up, okay, and catch me on this. A lot of people show up, but they don't show up ready to serve. You know, um, one of my coaches said show up, filled up. That was always his big thing. And I I really internalized that because I was thinking, you know, how many times do we show up to stuff, but we don't show up ready to serve? We don't show up filled up. And what if we just made that little mental shift? And when we have an opportunity to go speak in front of a group or have a one-on-one conversation, maybe if you just stopped and paused for two seconds before you showed up to that meeting and said, you know what, I am going to come ready to serve. And wherever this conversation goes, I'm going to be okay with that. And that is act—that is exactly what I do whenever I have a conversation with somebody who's interested in working with me. I take a few minutes before we have our conversation i of course you know prior to our time talking i look into your organization and i want to know more about it of course before i jump in on a call with you but then the next thing is is really that i'm like all i want to do is i just want to deliver for you so on my website by the way there is a like a free consultation or a like you can apply for a one-on-one call with me and no, i'm not saying that everybody gets access to a call with me but if we're a good fit and it's something that i feel like I can serve you. I will absolutely schedule and have my assistant Cameron schedule that call with you because I just want to serve you. Okay. So I I want to be very clear that when I do jump on a call with somebody, I don't have any intention of selling you something. I I don't, I really, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't need more clients. (laughs) Like I, I don't, I don't need more clients, but I want to serve you. And if I'm a good fit to help you through this process, then I'm going to do everything in my power to help you. You know, sometimes I get on a call with somebody and I give you an assignment where I'm just like, do A, B, C, D. And once you get that done, then come back, you know, because you may need to start to see some momentum, start to see some success, and then you can really utilize the services that I offer so I never ever want to make somebody feel like oh my gosh if you don't give right now or if you don't buy what I'm selling then you know there's this sense of desperation that is ultimately what pushes people away right we know that okay so in this organizer ask in the step six process is that I want you to consistently show up ready to serve the next thing is is just you're prepared with a customized message I just said you know when you before you show up have a customized message to invite outsiders to become insiders to your movement. I believe so strongly in that because what is happening is that so many of our causes are, we we use this internal language, you know, I mean, think about all the acronyms that you have inside of your organization. It's insanity, right? And so you talk to each other and you use these acronyms and you act like everybody knows what you're talking about, but you know what? You're talking to insiders in your organization. And so all these volunteers, all these potential donors the people that you're you know wanting to attract into your cause you are pushing them away because you're using this insider language that they don't understand. And so one of the major goals that you have when you are giving your message is that you invite them in and you don't use those acronyms and you don't make people feel like outsiders. Like we've got all these great insider stories. I mean, think about that. When people have inside jokes with each other, you're like, oh, great. Like you guys are BFFs and I don't have a clue what the heck is going on here, you know? And you don't want a potential donor to ever feel like they are on the outside looking in. You want them to, to use language like we and us and you know we're going to make a difference and we're going to change the world and we're helping these people like it is all about us including you know we're all insiders inside this organization so that's one of the checklist items there the next one is you know how to speak to your audience you know in your audience's language and then you are prepared to give the exact dollar figures for every area of time resource and financial need so many people don't know what they need They don't know the numbers. They haven't done enough of the research. Back in step two, they didn't do the research to know all the details that it was gonna take. Why would somebody give to your cause if you don't know the next steps? When you talk to somebody who's wealthy and well-established, they have the ability to give large sums of money. I'm talking about major gifts here. If they can give you a larger amount of money, they are always gonna be three, four, five steps past right now. Because they're future thinkers, they're visionaries. Most people who are financially successful are visionaries. They can see into the future. So they wanna know, are you a visionary too? Are you somebody that can can already assume that these dollars are already raised and you're two, three, four, five, six steps out, maybe even 10? And so when they do lean in and they start asking those questions, you have to know the numbers. And you have to go beyond just the current project that you're working on. You have to know the numbers for the future things. Hey, once we raise these dollars, then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. And here's where we're going. Now, I'm not saying that these numbers are printed and posted and they're in all your print materials. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you mentally know the answers to these questions. So when somebody asks them, you're ready to deliver. And that just shows that you are a leader, Leaders are attracted to leaders, okay? You know that. You you see somebody and you're like, wow, they're doing something awesome. And and that's the same thing that's happening with your cause. People are going to be drawn into you because you are a strong leader. All right. Uh, Step seven, obviously, is about celebration and it's about making your difference. So as you go through the checklist, you'll see uh, it's a lot of it is about celebrating and thanking, thanking your donors, making sure that they are uh, just you're continuing to communicate with them. So go through this. I obviously skipped through a few of these steps with the bullets, but you guys have access to this download. I want you to print it out. Um, many of my clients print this checklist out. They actually tape it up on their wall and they check it off and they are working through this checklist to make sure that they have everything in place so that their fundraising is a success, okay? So I wanna make sure that you guys know, this is not rocket science, <laughs> okay? Like I, I don't ever claim to be the sharpest person in the room, but you know what? I love people and I read people. I spend a, a good portion of my time just understanding why people do what they do. Why do people give? Like, and it really isn't that complicated as long as they feel like they're a part of something bigger, their voice is being heard, that their dollars are going to make a difference. It's just really pretty simple stuff. But when it comes down to it, those donors have to know that their money is being spent wisely. They did not become rich or they did not become successful because they were lazy, These people worked really hard for their money. And so when they're paying attention to a charity that they wanna match themselves with, they're gonna be looking for an organization that looks like them, that's a good fit for them, that says something about them. So if you are doing this halfway, if you're flailing right now during this this season, you you are gonna lose people. And that's what I don't, I don't want to see happen. Okay, so go through this checklist, take some time. It really doesn't take very much time. You know, I explained most of this in the last 30 minutes, but it, it really, you're just reading through it and checking it off the list and, and then starting to work through what do I need to do. And then download that workbook at maryvillenny.com to get the the templates that are in there. I also have it in a workbook format. So then you can actually fill out these these checklist items, and you can answer the questions in one packet. Okay. Both of these resources are available also inside of my program, Fundraising Freedom Academy, which is just fundraisingfreedomacademy.com. So if you want to work with me and have more access to, you know, asking questions, having some accountability along the way, I absolutely encourage you to go check that out. I'll have the links in the show notes for you guys, but the checklist, the workbook, Maryvaloney.com, and then, you know, you can scroll to the bottom of my homepage on on my website and you can see the three ways that we can work together and we can go from there so if right now you're kind of stirring and you're like oh like we need a reboot we need to start over start again during this season then I just highly recommend you walk through this process and then if you need some more help uh, be sure to reach out to me okay Uh, so I I I'm A really huge advocate of just helping as many people as possible and i believe that you're following me because you believe the same thing okay so we're we're just gonna go help as many people as possible serve people well and you'll be really surprised at how those donations continue to come in and also continue to come in at greater uh in greater numbers You know, I don't want you to just be status quo and get, you know, the basic, you know, funds taken care of. I want you to be dreaming and really achieving the things that you've always wanted to achieve. So, all right, guys, check out that checklist in the workbook. If you need anything, don't be afraid to reach out and I will be talking to you all soon. So have a great week. Uh, Go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time.